welcome to the Purposed Marriage Podcast. If you are in a marriage that is damaged or broken and think all hope is lost, we invite you to listen in to today's broadcast. We pray that through this ministry, you will find biblical encouragement and instruction that will lead you and your spouse to a closer walk with the Lord and each other. God can and does heal marriages no matter how desperate or impossible the circumstances may appear to be. And now, here is today's episode. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Larson. With me, as always, is my wife, Amy Larson. Amy, say hello. Hello. Well, uh, we are back. Um, Had a few things going on. We're still experiencing uh, COVID, of course. Uh, as is everyone at this point. Uh, We had our, when was it? The election was three weeks ago. They're still going on. Still don't (laughs) know who our president is going to be, but uh, God is in control. He knows all things, so this has already been answered. We leave that to him. Amy, you want to give our audience an update as to what we've been up to, what you've been up to? Yes, well, we were hoping to have an episode recorded previously, but I ended up not feeling very well and had to go to the doctor. We found out that I had a strained ligament and the side effects of that ended up being like birth labor pains. It was excruciating pain. (laughs) Um, I was in bed, not able to walk for, what was it? Three, four days. Bedridden. I was bedridden. (laughs) Why did that happen? Uh, yeah. Why did that happen? Well, we have how many trees in our backyard? We have several trees in our backyard and very mature trees. This time of the year, uh, the city comes by and takes all the leaves, the leaves that have been raked up away. And, uh, of course the majority of our leaves fall in the backyard. And so it's, uh, it's an ordeal to take all those leaves and then move them to the front of the yard. And so uh, Amy played a large role in that, <clears throat> did a lot of heavy lifting, Yeah, putting, literally. Putting leaves on tarps and not to mention the leaves were wet at the time that I did it. So, Well, I, I should tell our audience, I'm not a slave driver. I, I'm not forcing my <laughs> wife to do all this manual labor on her own. It was a joint effort, but uh, she certainly did... Uh, quite a bit of work. Well, I do the majority just because Tommy's at work during the day. And so that left me to do, like he said, the the majority of the heavy lifting of the tarps and pulling those leaves. Um, And so I strained too much on one side and um, yeah, it was painful. So very painful, put you out of commission for a little while. Yes. Uh, And I think that's actually a good reminder that we all need to not overexert ourselves and uh, take time to uh, rest and recuperate. Um, many benefits to taking it easy and getting the uh, necessary rest that our bodies require. Yeah, like maybe go at a slower pace. Slower pace. It's yeah. difficult during this time of year, uh, but it's nonetheless good advice. Uh, I know our church has been dealing with COVID. Uh, it's been interesting to see how one by one uh, people have uh, come down with it. Uh, I don't know what it's like for our listeners, uh, whether uh, your your churches are experiencing the same thing, but 
uh, we just had our uh, Christmas uh, concert essentially canceled. Right. Well, we weren't going to do it in person. We were going to it was going to be virtual. Go ahead and do a virtual. It was going to be pre-recorded, and uh, they couldn't even do that. We weren't able to do that because yeah, so many folks were uh, coming down with a corona. Yeah, so we're uh, we're certainly praying for those folks uh, that they make a speedy recovery. And also, I'm um, I'm not sure if our listeners fully understand. Maybe they do. Maybe we've talked about it. I don't know if they fully know all the things that you do associated with technology. But Tommy plays a big role, obviously, at school. Um, our school systems have gone back to fifty-fifty, so it's. Hybrid. 50% virtual, 50% right. in person. Right. Yeah. And so, so that's I'm... a lot more work for him. Then also he helps at church with a lot of the Just assisting camera switching. Just AV stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, with all that we've had going on, we also had... We had Thanksgiving. We, we had, had family, family in... in town. Yeah. Thankfully, um... I was very happy. We were happy to have his dad. We haven't seen him in, what, over a year. Um, and so anyway, we've, we've just had a lot going on, but we do always appreciate the kind messages and encouragement when we, when we are away, we do hear from you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it is, it's nice to be, uh, wanted or, uh, desired from the standpoint of somebody wanting content. Uh, we have some listeners who will uh, reach out asking us to make sure everything is okay. You know, if if we haven't recorded an episode in a little while, but, yeah, we're yeah. hoping everything starts to slowly, uh, everything starts to slow down. Yeah. So we can have a little more time dedicated to our ministry. Well, the title for today's podcast is "What Is God's Will for My Marriage," and our theme verse is Ephesians five fifteen through seventeen. Amy, go ahead and read that for us. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Okay, thank you. Uh, The first part of this verse says, be very careful. Now, why why do you think, why do we think this is so important as it relates to decision concerning marriage and divorce? Well, well, first, what should you be careful about when you're considering this? You mean considering divorce? Yes, yes. Well, I think it's very important to consider that, number one, this doesn't just affect you. It affects your entire family. It affects your family for generations. And you shouldn't do it hastily. Yeah. Of course, we have children, I'd say, a lot of us out there, our, our audience has children, and we often tell them to be careful. Why do we tell them to be careful? Oh, we don't to, want them to get hurt. We don't want them to get hurt, but right. it's usually because we see danger out there. Right. Right, and we want them to avoid that. So uh, as it relates to divorce, and there might be some folks right now considering divorce moving forward, or maybe they've already gotten divorce and they're thinking about what the next steps are uh, this verse here or these verses says be very very careful 
how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And it goes on. But we want to emphasize the importance here of being careful because there are, uh, there are very many dangers out there, not only for ourselves, but for our children and for generations that follow us right. if we proceed down the wrong path. Right. Uh, what is typical of those pursuing divorce as it relates to the pace they tend to set as divorce is pursued? You can <laughs> well, speak from your I can own experience. Speak from my own experience. Like. I mean, the 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 pace is it should have been done yesterday. I mean, it's very quick. You want to get it done, and I can also speak to why is that? I mean, if you look at it. It, in its entirety, it basically boils down to selfishness. You want what you want when you want it. And I know for for me, from my point of view, I, mean, I wanted it done and over with as quickly as possible because that's what I wanted to pursue and I wanted it in my time. Mm. Uh, yeah, I took the opposite approach. I was doing everything within my power to slow things down and to delay things and the reason for that was uh, was the hope that given a prolonged period of time Amy might come to her senses and uh, perhaps uh, weigh more of the uh, and consider some of the bad things that could go wrong if she got her way right Uh, well I know in some states there's a requirement for a certain period of time. I believe in some states it's a year yeah. before you can actually finalize a divorce. Yeah. Not so in Tennessee, unfortunately. Yeah, we're also one of the largest, what, the largest what? divorce rates, I believe, in the state. Yeah, I think we actually uh, lead the nation in the divorce rate. It's crazy because we're here in the Bible Belt, but... You know, I've come to understand that uh, that doesn't that doesn't mean a whole lot. And there's not much of a Bible Belt, unfortunately, anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 before we move on to the, the next point, I do want to stay here for just a second and um, just point out the fact that when when Satan is moving, or when Satan is attempting to enact his agenda, he wants to do it really quickly. Uh, he wants to cover things up and just rush right through it. And that, right. you know, the more I learn about God and it, the more I understand Him, the more I come to realize that uh, the way we think about time is not the way He thinks about time. And there aren't too many examples where we are, examples in scriptures where we are exhorted to make haste and hurry. And don't take our time as right, it comes to com- decision. Right. It's the complete opposite. Right. Don't taste. You know, and I, I couldn't help but think, and this is this is not going to turn into a uh, a political discussion at all. But I mean, if you're here in the U.S., you had something happen with the election, and almost right after, there was this rush to declare one candidate, basically to say everything is over. And there were these recounts still going on in some states. And right. Um, there are uh, lawsuits being filed because of this or that, and um, it seems as though there's there's one side that wants to just forget about it and run, rush right into a decision. And um, yeah, I I think about that, and I think about other things that we encounter in life where we're just trying to um, 
hurry things through. And it, it, it tends to be that when we're doing that, we're losing sight of things and we're not considering things that we should consider. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a problem with those pursuing divorce. They're not considering the long-term consequences of their actions and how this is going to affect the kingdom of God, how this is going to affect their children. They just want to get it done. Right. And uh, that ought not be. Uh, when it comes to making these life-altering decisions, should these be made in haste? I think the answer is obvious, but what would you say? Well, no. I mean, I think that, you know, if you stop and slow down and consider everything that is, even in situations that truly are not great situations, um, I think that there is a way to slow down the process as opposed to just hastily, you know, move forward with an agenda. Um, so, I mean, absolutely, I would say no, it's, it's not the best decision. And I guess just to, towards the point of what you were saying, you know, to further speak to that, how many times does God's word tell us to wait and that, um, to be patient, you know, it's all throughout. I mean, it's sprinkled throughout the Bible in in so many different stories and situations. You know, I, you know, going back to Abraham and Sarah, that's one of the first ones that I think about. And, you know, like they made a mess of things, so to speak, because what were they doing? They wanted what they wanted and they were moving forward with their agenda, regardless of, of what God had told them. And they ended up, you know, in a, in a mess, um, you know, with another woman involved. And, and so I think, you know, we would do well to listen to God's word on this. And, and for those who maybe are already divorced and they think now that we're divorced, uh, I can get on with my life and, and some perhaps maybe, uh, we have some in our listening audience who are considering right now moving on with their lives after the divorce and getting involved with someone else. We definitely have views on that. Uh, but again, we want to ask you to consider the long-term consequences of your actions and not making decisions uh, that are uh, hasteful decisions. Um, Nothing good will come out of hasty decisions. Nothing. Uh, verse 16 speaks of making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, what is this verse telling us to do as it relates to standing for our marriage? Make the most of every... Let me read that. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Well, I mean, I think try to make the most of it in the situation that you're in. What, you know, what, what opportunity to, do we as standers have as it relates to uh, what our marriages look like right now? They might be broken. Uh, they may be dissolved by right. the governing authorities, by the state, by the judge who rules and decrees you are now divorced. But that presents us with an opportunity. What is that opportunity? Well, there's still a an opportunity for reconciliation. Mm. And I mean, I think that that's so important for our listeners to hear, even if 
in all in in all aspects it seems completely over and done i mean it seemed that way with tommy and i i mean mm-hmm. we we thought he thought it was over but he did not give up hope because there well, was still reconciliation well i i was aware that technically speaking it was over legally speaking it was over but I believed in my heart that it was not over. Right. And I had received assurance from the Lord it was not over. It was going to turn around. Um, so I, I think the opportunity for the stander is to be able to pray for and hope for and believe in a restoration that will stand in stark contrast to what we see happening in a world where divorce is common and people move on with their lives, and there's no restoration or reconciliation or anything like that. It's it's a way to set ourselves apart. I don't even think the, the reconciliation is even considered. No, you know whatsoever. Once they're, you know, once the couple's divorced, it's like, well, it's over. It's done, yeah. and and there really is opportunity for reconciliation. Um, you know, we're. We, we just ended this wonderful um, Bible study that we've been doing at church with uh, those that have gone through separation and divorce. And I've always found it fascinating that in that study, one of the statistics speaks directly to when you wait, the chances of your spouse coming back to you is is great. I can't remember the exact statistic, but I mean, it is almost like unfathomable, like the, the amount of yeah, people. When we that saw that statistic, back. it was a little hard to believe, but it was based on actual data uh, that was gathered and surprising. Uh, but the more you think about it, it makes sense. Right. Uh, I, I will tell you another opportunity that we are given. And that is to uh, share with others about the Lord and what He's done, what He continues to do. Uh, I remember, uh, after being at, as my middle child refers to, the or apartment, uh, <laughs> this is after restoration uh, was well on its way and I was going to be coming home. Actually, I moved back home and we were remarried and I was still paying rent at the, For a few, at right. the or apartment. Yeah, and uh, I had to give... Uh, those folks a couple months notice because uh, my lease was going to be renewed and I needed to tell them. And so uh, I filled out the necessary paperwork and then uh, they asked for a meeting. And uh, one of the questions was, well, why, we're sorry you'll be leaving us, but why is that? And uh, that gave me a wonderful opportunity to say, well, uh, the Lord has restored my marriage and I'm going to be going back home. And uh, the girl who was sitting across from me at the table, she was taken back. This is something that she's probably never heard before in a situation where somebody was leaving the apartment. I don't know if it's possible. Maybe it's certainly not something she hears on a regular basis. Well, I think you could tell from her reaction it was not something she heard very often. Right. But it gave me an opportunity to speak to the truth of what the Lord Jesus Christ can do and how right. He can restore marriages. And even if your marriage is, uh, by the world standards, dead and buried, that's nothing for the Lord. Right. He can bring that back. Right. And mine was a testimony of that. Right. 
And so that those are the opportunities that we're speaking of. Right. And I also think it's important to point out for our listeners, there are plenty of opportunities for them, um, although it may not be well received depending on who you're speaking to. Um, but I mean, we've had standers that have had great opportunities and have had great responses when they have shared that they are standing for their marriages and they have actually helped others Mm -hmm. who are going through the divorce process or who are in the separation stages. And, you know, they have seen people um, go back to their marriages because they shared those opportunities. So I think it's really important for standers. And I, I mean, I, I can't even speak to it because I don't know it personally. I know it from watching Tommy, but I know that the Lord provides strength and he upholds those who wait. And it doesn't mean that you share, you know, things that aren't truthful. I mean, yes, it's difficult. Yes, you need the Lord. And I know for a fact Tommy wouldn't have gotten through this if it weren't for the strength of the Lord and the Holy Spirit that just was with him um, and walked with him every day. But that is a wonderful opportunity to share with others, especially if they are going through similar situations. Well, and if they happen to ask you questions as to, well, why are you standing? You know, what is, where do you find hope that, that prevents you with another wonderful opportunity to explain about the love of our Lord Christ Jesus, what He did for us on the cross, how right. He, how He pursued us while we were dead in sin, and how He's He's never left you, nor will He ever leave you, or forsake you, and He is the model that we are to follow after. Right. So, all kinds of opportunities there. Oh yeah, wonderful yeah. opportunities. Uh, how should we characterize a foolish decision? And I'm going to ask you to answer that. And we have some things that we want to share here. But for our listeners, if you are in a position right now where you are considering things that maybe you never used to consider, whether it's moving forward with a divorce or uh, maybe you've gotten a divorce and now you're thinking, now I need to move to the next step. I need to get involved in another relationship. And I want to do it quickly because I'm lonely and I have these needs that need to be met. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Ask yourself this question. How should we characterize a foolish decision? And ask yourself that, whether or not what you are deciding on right now is wise or foolish. What would we consider to be one made that is foolish, Amy? Well, I think one that's made despite warnings to choose the opposite. Mm -hmm. I think if you only consider one way, one path, one decision moving forward without having looked at or considered another decision, which would be reconciliation, um, you know, or maybe stopping and saying, okay, you know, we tried counseling over here with a therapist and it, it didn't work out. But I've never truly tried biblical counseling through, you know, my church or with my pastors. And we've found this so many times. Instead of running to the church, people run away from the church. They don't even involve their pastors or their leadership in church. They try to hide what's going on. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you, if that is you, 
consider speaking to your church leadership and asking for a godly um, biblical counselor. Consider biblical counseling. Maybe you do it by yourself and then you do it with your uh, you know, spouse that you're separated with or what have you. But, you know, I hear that often. Well, we tried counseling. And then when I, you know, I, I ask more questions, more probing questions. Well, how many sessions did you have? What kind of counselor? It's typically one or two sessions. And, and it's kind of like they checked off a box and, oh, I did it. And then it's over. But I can say with certainty you did not get where you are in your marriage in two one-hour sessions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you think that two one-hour sessions with a counselor is going to solve all of your marriage problems. That is not accurate. I'm not saying it has to take a long time, but, you know, at least consider a, a different direction. So, Yeah, and I, I guess those first two points there are, kind of closely related, uh, one made without godly biblical counsel, that's going to be a foolish decision, uh, and one made despite warnings to choose the opposite, which is what you would hear from a godly or biblical counselor, saying, no, you need to follow this path here, right? Right. And consider what God's Word says, opposed to listening to maybe your friends who are just thinking about your emotional needs, which leads to the next point, which... Uh, a foolish decision is going to be one made out of emotional considerations rather than sound and rational ones. And I tell you, if we are led by our emotions, uh, if that's doing the leading, we're going to end up in a heap of trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, I don't know if you, I even want to get started with this, but um, I would say for me, if I am relying on my emotions, that usually takes me to a place of self-pity mm -hmm. where I start to feel sorry for myself. And then as a way to uh, cope with that, I find myself gravitating towards fleshly desires that might cause me to think this will, this will provide some relief, but ultimately uh, they just leave me in really deeper further. and deeper despair. Right, right. Yeah. So we need to be careful of that. So uh, consider whether or not the decisions you are making are wise or foolish. All right. And I think also, you know, the people, like you said, the people we listen to, uh, you know, typically we, we have different circles of people. And I would say if you're a Christian, you do have some very good, godly, wise people in your life. Um, but I find whenever I've done counseling with couples, when I ask, well, who is helping, you know, who, who's your sounding board? Who are you speaking to about the situation? I find often it is not the group of the good godly, you know, friends that is, that's driving the counsel. It's typically the other groups of friends that, like you said, are just concerned with, and it could even be family, you know, family a lot of times want you to, they just want you to be happy and they, they don't that want sounds, to see you in pain. That sounds great, but unfortunately, you know, that's not, that's not truth. Right. Uh, that's not, um, that shouldn't be our primary focus right. or motivator is right. to find happiness. And that's what a, a lost world 
is going to recommend and suggest to us that we just do anything that's going to bring us that happiness wherever it leads us. And that certainly is not what God's Word says. And that, you know, one thing that I think of when when we made that last point about um, made out of emotional considerations rather than sound and rational ones, you know, we often hear, well, just follow your heart. You know, do what, do what your heart's leading you to do. I think that's a Napoleon Dynamite line. <laughs> Pedro. Yeah. yeah. If, if you follow all... your heart. Yeah, exactly. Follow your heart. Um, if you all know Napoleon Dynamite, our, our household loves Napoleon Dynamite. But in all seriousness, you know, I hear that often. And, and that, again, that does not lead to rational thinking. Following your heart. I mean, you know, what does the Bible say about that? Heart is deceitfully wicked. The heart is deceitful above all things. Right, yeah. right. Well, how do we understand the whole point of this episode? How do we understand what the Lord's will is? What is the first thing? Well, through reading His Word. Mm. Um, and as we've pointed out, I mean, His Word often doesn't say, just hurry up and move forward and, and you know, be happy. The, the Word of the Lord says, you know, to meditate day and night on Scripture, um, to wait on the Lord and be patient. Those are trends throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next thing here is through signs and discernment that are confirmed by His Word. And I want to stress that are confirmed by His Word. And I'll go ahead and tell you that I grew up in a very very conservative, oftentimes legalistic uh, church-type environment. Um, and this is not to paint with a broad brush or to say any one denomination is guilty of X, Y, or Z, but uh, it's been my experience to, uh, in, in, in the past uh, and, and growing up, to sort of uh, ne- negate and just write off any type of signs or confirmation that the Lord might be giving us. We have a close and personal relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. and He speaks to us uh, in a variety of ways. The key is, is what we are hearing is that lining up with the Word of God. Right. And personally, and many of you already know this story of when I received a word from the Lord in the middle of the night, uh, Isaiah 46, 10 and 11, uh, talking about um, how God's will was going to be done, it was going to be brought about, and there were so many things in that verse that, uh, as time went on, just matched up perfectly with the circumstances I was in, mm-hmm. was going to be in. And that verse gave me great hope and assurance. It was a promise. We call this a Rima word from the Lord, and that is something that speaks to us personally. Uh, and that was a clear sign for me. I remember uh, sharing that uh, with others, and uh, for some it was well received. Others, not so much. Oh, maybe you're reading a little bit too much into that. But I knew that the Lord did indeed give me that verse. That was a powerful sign, and it was one that helped sustain me during my stand. And of course, now we have this ministry, purposed marriage, which came from that very uh, verse. That, that very verse. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's good, though, that you said that's confirmed by His Word, because you know people can often 
again, well, they they can use signs to the opposite and say, right. this happened over here, so that's a confirmation that I need to leave my spouse and move right. on with my life. But but again, if if that's not lining up with what Scripture says, it, it it can only come from one of two places: either it comes from the Lord, or it comes from the devil. Right. And the devil is going to give you advice, no matter how how it might appeal to your uh, sensibilities, it's going to lead to death. Right. It always leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's what's really important about that is that it's it it can be easy to be, again, led by emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to make sure that that discerning word is, in fact, confirmed by his word. One last point here we want to make with the question, how do we understand what the Lord's will is? Is, is to frame the decision, whatever we're going, to make, we're going to make, through the lens of how choosing one way or another will bring praise and glory to His name. In other words, if I make th- this decision, and if I go down this path here, how is that going to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ? Right. And I, I remember uh, asking you, I don't know if you answered it at, at the time, Amy, uh, because this was a time when you were you were running from the Lord, and I think I asked you how pursuing this divorce was going to bring honor to the Lord. <laughs> I, I remember um, in those situations, and I'm, and I also share this because with our listeners, they may be hearing this too. You know, Tommy asked me that, and typically if I did not have an answer or if I knew I was saying something that was not in line with God's word or believing something that was not in line with God's word, I would shut it down. So I believe at that point he asked, how will this glorify, you know, the Lord? Um, I'm done talking about this. This conversation is over. I've got to go. You've wasted enough of my time. And you're trying to control me. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that is exactly how I would respond. And, you know, chances are you may be hearing that exact same thing um, from, you know, from your loved one, uh, because that's what happens, because there's not a good answer for that. There is not a biblical answer for that. And I think that that last point is so important because what is our entire goal in life? What is our entire purpose? It's to build the kingdom of God. It's all for His glory. It's all We are to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. That is our main purpose in life, bringing God glory, the Creator who created us. And, you know, if you're not doing that, then you're certainly not in the will of God. Mm. Amen. Well, we have several verses here we want to go ahead and read for you. Uh, We hope to read these as a way to encourage you. We have several. Amy, go ahead and uh, read the first one there. And they all focus on uh, our our topic for today. The first one is Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Proverbs 3.5-6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Romans 12.1-2, 
I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And our last one is Psalm 25, 4 through 5. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Well, normally now would be the time in our show when we mention and pass along prayer requests sent to us from our listening audience. Uh, We had planned on revisiting some of our previously received prayer requests, but with so much happening and our circumstances changing from day to day, we want to make sure that we are seeking the Lord in prayer over accurately, what we are seeking uh, the Lord in prayer over accurately aligns with what we are living and experiencing. So if you have submitted a request for prayer in the past, Uh, please send another with uh, any up-to-date info that is relevant. And again, we do this with the intent of helping to build an army of prayer warriors who can join you in the spiritual battle for your marriage. Email us at prayer at purposedmarriage.org and be sure to put in the subject line, On Air Prayer. You'll also see a link on our website, purposedmarriage.org, for On Air Prayer. You can go ahead and fill out that form and it automatically puts in the subject heading for you and get that to us. Let's go now to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you now, many of us with heavy hearts and confused minds. Uh, We pray that in these uncertain times you will grant us favor and wisdom as we seek to discern your will for ourselves, our families, and our marriages. We ask that you encourage us to embrace your word and your truth as we set ourselves apart from a lost and dying world that constantly rejects your will and way. Help us to point others to the true light, the one found only through the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we close out the time set aside for this gathering, may we all strive to honor you in all we say, do, and think. Go with us now, Father. May our lives be a constant reflection of you, Lord. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. We hope and pray it strengthens and further equips you to remain committed to your marriage no matter the condition or circumstances. For more information and links to resources from our ministry, be sure to follow us on social media and through our official blog at purposedmarriage.org. If you have questions about standing for your marriage and desire to learn more about how to live biblically during times of trial and heartache, please reach out to us via email. The address is contact at purposedmarriage.org. Until our next broadcast, may God continue to strengthen and encourage as you pursue a Christ-honoring and purposed marriage.